Hi everyone, this is Amanda, the Emotional Strength Trainer, with your daily WTF report, What's the Focus? Today I'm going to talk to you about judgment in a couple of situations that uh, show up in life quite regularly, and uh, mainly the ones that I'm going to focus on today are also around judgment with women towards other women. And put my spin on why that occurs and it comes down to a sense of power where other parts of life have no power which is how judgment works anyway across the board doesn't matter what gender or what topic it's where people think they have the power to voice their opinion or feel feel powerful and then it uh, you know it just adds up that way. So while everyone is coming in, I'm going to quickly share this to a couple of pages and uh, get the ball rolling. So just so I can keep with the plan, today is the 2nd of November here in Australia. It's just uh, 1.33pm. I do love uh, one of those double numbers. So uh, we'll see how we go with how this topic pans out. I can get on my high horse when it comes to judgment. One of the main things that uh, I re really try to encourage people to do when it comes to judgment, because we're all capable of it. And I do believe that there is a, uh, a value with judgment. We need a level of judgment. You know, you, you, you have uh, judgment around the, um, hang on a sec, sorry, come join me for a quick lesson. So it's not letting me copy and paste anymore. All right, there we go. All right, so judgment is a necessary part of life. But one of the things I believe that judgment comes with is two forms. We can call it pernicious judgment. Hello, Larry, how are you? We can have pernicious judgment. So pernicious being nasty and wicked. And then we can have judgment where you can hello Kirsten you can sit there and look at something and think you know what that doesn't suit me or that's not part so it becomes boundary judgment okay versus attack judgment so from the perspective let's go with um, a classic one that I know came up a lot for me uh, approximately 14 years ago <laughs> so um, my eldest child is is 14 and I remember when when I was pregnant, I'm the eldest of my generation, and then there's a giant gap to the next um, like level. Hello, Jerry. The next level in um, my family tree, and the one before that, because I was the eldest, there was a, another big gap. So every time uh, we would have a doctor's visit or people would see me, there was all of these. Have you had your check for? Have you been checked for this because the baby could die and the, the baby could die and then the baby could die? Everything was like horror stories. And every time I went to the obstetrician, he would shake his head and say, "Who are you talking to?" And it was somebody from the generation before that didn't have anything um, to do, like any of the science and the technology that we have these days for having babies. It's why birth rates have gone up a lot because they're not guessing a lot of the time with a, a lot of the things that are happening. So I remember when uh, I was pregnant and they give you the, all of the information, whether to have cesareans or have a natural birth and those sorts of things. And you start to hear people give you their horror stories and or experiences from other women 
and then they'll say you can't have a cesarean this will happen to the baby and that'll happen and what if you die and blah 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 and one of the things that I learned was that the name of the game and this is how I um, help and coach any new mum that's come into my life and even the dads I, I got the the great joy of standing there being pummeled with questions a few weeks ago and the dad was asking me just as many and the, honestly the first thing that comes out of my mouth is do not listen to anyone come up with your own plan set your own intentions and the name of the game is healthy happy baby healthy happy mummy that's it it doesn't matter how that child gets out of your body just know that you have some options and there is no pressure as long as the end is part of your plan. So that's my home, Mandy. So what happens is, and same thing with breastfeeding, I vowed that I would never go to a breastfeeding um, gathering ever again because one of the mums in the group that came couldn't breastfeed. Her boobs just wouldn't work. So she had to resort, in air quotes, to bottle feeding. And the way she was treated in this gathering, it was as she was as good as poisoning her children. But they weren't offering any other alternative for her other than to judge her and to sit there and make her feel like it was she was killing her child, completely missing the fact that a child needs to gather nourishment from something. And because we live in the 21st century, they have things that can nourish a child that don't involve getting something straight out of a cow these days. So, and there's a raft of other things. But yeah, it just took one place of going into this situation thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll go and get the support of other mums to find them attack a woman. First child felt like a failure already because her boobs didn't work. Then to have them sitting there pummeling her with horror stories of what baby formula can do. So pull the pin. Thank you so much. Pulled the pin on going to those and then that was part of the the life story where you start to create your own what's okay, what's not okay boundaries and you develop your own way of living so that you can stand in your own truth, which helps me stay away from judgment. See, now you can, you can see where I'm going pernicious judgment and curiosity judgment or judgment of what's okay, not okay, what not, what's okay and what's not okay. I went into judgment for these women because they were attacking this other woman, making her feel more useless than she already did. But from the point of view, I didn't create a scene, but I did support that other mother. Afterwards, we left together and I said, you know, perhaps that's not the group for you to belong to and I don't think you're making a mistake. And they didn't offer you any solutions that uh, were akin to something that was involving breast milk so short of giving your child and I don't think we have wet nursing here in Australia but you know and I don't think there was any breast milk banks at the time either so it's going into critical curiosity as to how to progress now if somebody is being that awful you can have those little sentences that shut people down and one of them is was given to me by a friend of mine Robin Badler She's also an energy therapist, robinbadler.com. Um, she said, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's the quickest way to step out of somebody else's judgment or projection onto you. Now, by saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, you completely detach from whatever is being said or sent 
if it is a polar opposite to how you're living or what you're doing and this person has taken it upon themselves to force their opinions into your life without permission even with permission if you go to see speak to somebody and they take it as an opportunity to feel powerful and go and then hit you with whatever they think and then get mortified or horrified that you're not going to go oh you're so right let me adapt my whole life to your opinion even though it was like just what do you think that's part of your process when it comes to your a b and c group you want to identify those people around you that you can uh, go to safely and securely knowing that if you are needing some advice or some help with something that they're not going to go into a power situation. They will be the ones that give you option A or option B. And option C also, and whatever you feel comfortable with. You know, it's your decision, but whatever you feel comfortable with. And then they won't take it personally if you choose something in between. Your your B group of people that you probably high-level questions if you wanted to, but I can also guarantee absolutely do not shop around for information because one of the things that happens when you shop around for for information is you have humans as humans and I've seen people do this before you leave a part out of every question you ask so that when somebody comes in with a new response they are not going with the same information as such and such okay so that's something to step away from Mandy says, awesome statement. I don't think I could say it believably, though. My mouth <laughs> I sound sarcastic if I don't actually believe what I'm saying and if I'm not really sorry. That's funny, Mandy. But honestly, who cares? You can have a crack. If you want to be sarcastic as part of the process as well, who cares if somebody's... <laughs> If somebody said something that's objectionable and you, you want to sit there and, oh, sorry you feel that way, the, the point with the sorry you feel that way, and here is where I can link into my theory about the people suck theory that I have, anything above sucking is a bonus. If you are going to sit there and have somebody say that, you, you want to end the conversation essentially and you say, I'm sorry you feel that way, you do feel sorry. You feel sorry for them that they're so blinkered or uh, myopic in their approach or um, veiled in in their ability or knowledge or even things like it's sad for people that that live from that space and that's how I adapted to it I am I go into compassion for people who want to attack it's not to say that I accept their behavior or anything it's just like it sucks to be you how do you live like that and then, you know, we can allow our little inner narcissist to come out and look at them and think, oh, I could never live like that. How, you know, and you, you just make it about you. <laughs> so, yes, there you go. Anyway, so that's my take on judgment is that um, when people are going to judge you for a decision you've made or an action you've taken or an opinion you've given, uh, and they're outside looking in, they're in an awful lot of power in their mind because they don't know the full story. They are projecting something from their point of reference that is dictating their judgment and it, you're powerless against it, okay? But you are powerful in the decisions that you make going forward if somebody is going to judge you for something. 
Now, if there are people in your life that, um, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the things that you say out aloud to people is, I'm not going to be uh, dictate be dictated to by your opinion. It's the um, process of just allowing people other others their opinion, but you don't have to take it on as your own. You can look at situations. You can use your judgment like okay so let me give you an example I live in um, a street that is relatively close to our local school and this is how I get my head to look at the judgment so the saying is don't be judgmental be curious okay and this is a great way to live because judgment carries a great deal of burden energy and you just want to stay out of it because it's just you've got better things to do with your day, frankly. So one day I was uh, in my front yard and our children here in Australia, or in Queensland, they it starts at prep and goes through to grade six now. So the prep kids have a different uniform because they're little, little. They're like first year of school and it's um, like preschool type stuff. And there was a a preppy walking along the street to go to school. And I just, I immediately went to judgment thinking, how could your parents let you, because this child was so tiny, anyone could have just picked her up and chucked her in the back of the car. No one would have known. And I went into judgment for her parents that how could you let a child so young walk to school on their own? And like our street's quite close. Then I tapped into what my fear was. And my one of my biggest fears way back when was losing a child. Okay, it's one of the Achilles heels part of my existence. And that was what was dictating my judgment. If that child was mine, which she wasn't, the potential for someone to come and take her and put me through hell and cause that child grief and hell as well was a part of my fear. But because that child is not mine and then that was my fear, it wasn't right for me to project anything towards that child's parents because I have no soul agreement with that child. That child has a soul agreement with her parents. And they must have felt safe enough for her to walk to school on her own. We do live in a quiet street. It's not, you know, we're not in a, a, a feral area or anything like that. It's a, it's a good street. The school is in a good area. So then I went to curiosity, which was like, why can't I live with that kind of knowing that my child will be fine? Because I was dictated back then. I was dictated by fear that something bad would happen and I would never cope and it would kill me, which is what a fear is. A fear is anything that you think is going to be the death of you, okay? So I was able to make peace with the whole concept, which ended up me feeling like I'd been ripped off by the universe, that the fear for me was so profound that it would stop me in my tracks and have me vomiting in a, in a, in a moment if I thought I'd lost my child. So... You see, the, the judgment had nothing to do with that little girl and her parents and the decision they'd made to let her, let her walk to school on her own and had everything to do with me. 
who knows? For all I know, they could have been driving along behind, keeping an eye on her on her way to school. I don't know, because I just saw that through the window and came inside and just started, my brain started to go. So, you know, it's, it's part of, you don't know the whole story. You don't know the full picture. You are not entitled to judge another living soul because of the decisions they've made or the choices they're making or the things they've said or the things they've done. The same thing when you look at people who have um, done things way back when. It's like when I was talking about um, death and was that yesterday? I think it was. Um, and then the, the whole notion of Alzheimer's and, and dementia and how your brain has to start stop has to stop working so that you're not going to be in that much fear of being judged when it's your time to die and, and go to heaven. That's the same as sitting in judgment of other people and what they're doing. You know, first of all, look at how you feel when other people are judging you. It is horrible. It's unfair and it's unjust. People don't know the whole story. When you make decisions, when you're much younger, you have life capacities at 24 that are going to be blitzed when you're in your 40s and then you're sitting there thinking, I shouldn't have done that when I was 22. I'm a bad person. But you didn't have the tools or the life experience at 22 that you did, that you do now in your 40s. So it's like shiny object syndrome, taking yourself off topic, um, self-sabotage, blowing up a situation that doesn't need to be blown up, um, making something overly dramatic sitting there, forgiving yourself for things, stepping out of judgment for yourself, because that's the other part. When you go into judgment of yourself, where is that judgment stemmed from? Are they teachings from the people around you? Another great story that I can share with you. Um, with my father, classic narcissist behaviour, has done the most diabolical thing in my family which I found about when I was found out about when I was 38. And then when everything came to a head, this one time that I just the universe lined it up that I had to talk to him about it, and he said one thing, and I can't remember what I what he said, but I just exploded. And I've never spoken to my dad poorly. My whole life I'd never spoken to him badly in any way shape or form. And this thing <laughs> The things that I had to say to him about the choices he'd made and the lies that he'd been living with and what he'd made us um, believe, and I swore. And at the end of the conversation, all he could say to me is, I'm disappointed you spoke to me with um, those words cause, and referring to the swearing. And it was just like, dude, the stuff you've done and you're going to, to judge me for saying the F word to you? Really? It's one of those things that you just, you can't control other people's stuff, okay? You can't control other people's reactions. You cannot know how their brain is functioning in the story that is dictating why they're living that way or why they're making those choices or why they sit in constant negative judgment of everyone else around them instead of looking at their own life, which is the biggest part of judgment. It's easier to look at you and tell you you're bad than it is to take a look in the mirror and use that same judgment on yourself and go, oh, yes, Lauren, 
Yes, that one. That's exactly it. Fuckity fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> oh, there you go. So that's it. Does that help? Does that give you a, a, a new understanding of um, judgment or a better understanding or giving you the permission to instead of going in judgment of others in any part of your life, remain curious. Ask them why. If you must know, ask them why. Give them the opportunity to explain. Keep your judgment out of the picture. Get the full picture. And I can tell you that when you do that, compassion will come a whole lot quicker as well as being able to put up your boundaries and say, oh, okay, well, I see why you're choosing that. I understand now. It's still not for me, but thank you for putting me in the picture. I wish you well on your journey. Okay, stay out, stay awake, stay curious, and then you're good. Okay, that's it for today. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> All right, have a good afternoon, everyone, I'll, and or evening or morning, wherever you're watching from. Bye for now.